What's up, everybody? Sean here with Gadget Reason. Welcome back to another episode of Gadget Reason Radio here on Anchor FM or via the podcast, if that's how you're choosing to tune in. If you are tuning in from the podcast, I would highly recommend that you guys download the Anchor app and give it a shot. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with listening via the podcast, but I definitely think there's a lot more opportunities for interaction and uh, the Anchor app is just really cool. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely give it a shot. Also, if you guys haven't followed me on social media, you can do so at Gadget Reason on all your favorite platforms. I don't really use Snapchat very often, but definitely Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm always posting interesting content on there as well. But uh, this Saturday episode of Gadget Reason today is going to be a little bit of a tech flashback. And I was thinking a lot about how fast and how far the smartphone industry has evolved over the past, you know, eight to 10 years. And it really got me to thinking back to when I was working with T-Mobile. And I I actually worked for T-Mobile during the launch of the T-Mobile G1. And that's what I wanted to talk about today was sort of the birth of Android and how it is so closely tied to the T-Mobile G1. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this little journey down memory lane with me as we discuss the birth of Android, the T-Mobile G1, and what that time period in the smartphone industry really meant for the future of smartphones as we know them. In October of 2008, I was working for T-Mobile, and part of my job at T-Mobile at the time was to assist with the launch of the T-Mobile G1. The weeks leading up to the launch were obviously hectic and had a lot of anxiety around the fact that obviously T-Mobile had a lot riding on the launch of the G1. Up until that point, T-Mobile still had not obtained the rights to sell the iPhone. And so AT&T at the time was really dominating the wireless industry because it was the only place you could go to get the iPhone and to have that iPhone experience. And there was really nothing like the iPhone in terms of a user experience. There was nothing else with a large touchscreen device that could really consume or view the full internet um, that was so close to the same internet experience you might have on a computer. And so obviously there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm around the G1 and it kind of being something that could possibly give the iPhone a run for its money. So part of my job at the time was to facilitate trainings and put together meetings where we would be prepping sales teams and educating them on the Android operating system as well as the G1 device itself. And finally, after weeks of preparation, October 20th, 2008 arrived and it was finally time to unleash the G1 on the masses. It was really an incredible experience and and really an amazing time to be working in the wireless industry. And of course, at the time, you know, nobody was really paying attention or was really even aware of how far behind the G1 would actually be um, just a few months later when Verizon unleashed the first Droid device on, on the world. But talking about the G1 hardware, You know, the iPhone was already capable of doing 3D graphics and gaming by the time the G1 was preparing to launch. And Verizon was secretly prepping the launch of its first Android device, the Droid. And once the Droid came out, it was really obvious how far behind the G1 was by the time it was released. The Droid had a higher resolution screen and a faster processor, among other things. So looking back on the specs for the G1, the G1 had a 528 MHz ARM 11 processor. And little did we know it at the time, but the the 528 megahertz processor that the G1 was using was was already going to be outdated by the time it hit the market. The 320 by 480 3.2 inch LCD screen had a pixel density of 180 PPI. 
you know, that is a far cry from today's standards where most smartphones have pixel densities of well over 500 pixels per inch. The G1 also had a rather paltry 256 megabytes of internal storage and 192 megabytes of RAM. And this was a mistake that would continue on with T-Mobile well into their second and third even Android devices. The MyTouch, which was basically a stripped down version of the G1 minus the keyboard and packed into a slightly smaller body, was basically running the exact same internals and display. The G1 did have a microSD card slot that could take up to a 16 gigabyte microSD card, and it had a 1,150 milliamp battery. Of course, the standout feature of the G1 was that slide out, flip out keyboard, and it was a full QWERTY keyboard and it had nice key feel, and you could definitely do some nice typing on it for those folks that were still afraid to make the switch to a full touchscreen device. The 3.1 megapixel camera was adequate to say the least. It was nothing special, and it would also quickly be overshadowed by the camera on the Motorola Droid. In comparison, the Motorola Droid, which launched almost a year later to the day, was a 600 megahertz processor, which was being underclocked to 550 megahertz, but it definitely felt so much faster. The PowerVR SGX530 GPU in the Droid definitely helped keep things snappy and definitely made it a much better gaming device than something like the G1. The 512 megabytes of internal storage and 256 megabytes of RAM seemed enormous when you compared it to something like the G1 or the T-Mobile MyTouch, which were just sorely lacking in those areas, and it really showed. The T-Mobile G1 and the MyTouch both would suffer from stutters and lag just using the interface and swiping between home screens, and even just loading apps could often take a lot longer than it did on something like the Droid. The 3.7-inch 850x480 LCD had a pixel density of 265 pixels per inch, which seemed incredible compared to looking at something like the G1. I mean, if you compared the two side by side, it was really obvious to me right then that screen resolutions were going to play a huge role in the future of smartphones. Being someone who's very visually oriented and a graphic designer who can really appreciate the finer things when it comes to clear, sharp visuals, um, I think I knew even when I had my first original iPhone that the display seemed far behind in terms of all of the rest of the technology that was in the iPhone or the T-Mobile G1. The displays on those devices seemed to not fit the rest of the technology that we were using. And it quickly became obvious to me that, that screens were definitely going to need to step their game up if we were going to really be able to take advantage of all the power in these mobile devices. To top things off, the Droid also had a 5-megapixel camera that was capable of 720x480 video recording at 30 frames per second, which was something you just could not say about the G1 or the T-Mobile MyTouch. In spite of all that, the G1 was still an exciting device for that first year that it was available, and it really helped force all the other manufacturers and platforms to innovate quickly and help drive that competition with the iPhone. There was really nothing on the market that could compete with the iPhone until the G1 launched and, and really kind of opened people's eyes to the fact that this is really the direction that smartphones were going to be heading. It's really cool to look back on the humble G1 and see how far Android has come in such a relatively short period of time. I mean, we're only talking about eight years ago after all. I'm really glad that I got to experience this time of mobile innovation and got to play some type of internal role in all of it along the way. Being able to see all of this unfold from the inside out instead of just being from a consumer's perspective was really interesting and it was really fun to kind of challenge 
the status quo and really make people see that Android was going to be something that was going to be around for the long haul. And it was great to see that there was going to be some competition for the iPhone and Windows mobile devices. And obviously at the time, BlackBerry was still very dominant in the quote unquote smartphone space. So it was definitely an exciting time. And I kind of feel in some ways that I lived through what is my equivalent of the industrial revolution. You know, I, I kind of imagine what it was like for people who were alive during that time and seeing the world change so rapidly and, and all of the technological advances that came out of that time period in our history. And living through something similar in the smartphone industry and the sort of mobile renaissance with all this technology getting shrunken down and that get crammed into devices that fit into our pockets is really incredible to be a part of. And that's just one of the reasons why I really enjoyed my time in the wireless industry. The first four to five months that I had my T-Mobile G1 and I would carry it around and people would see it out in the wild, every single person that saw it would ask me if they could see it and what did I think of it. And it was definitely something that was generating a lot of excitement and enthusiasm and interest from a lot of people who might not normally even be interested in something like that. So it's for that reason that I wanted to look back today on the T-Mobile G1 with the fondest of memories and also remembering it for what it was, an innovative product that left a lasting impression on me, as well as millions of other people out there who probably remember it as their first serious smartphone experience as well. So if you guys have any memories of the G1 or any other smartphone for that matter that left an impression on you and kind of opened your eyes to what the possibilities of the future of smartphone technology might be, I'd love to hear them. So leave me a call in or possibly just leave a comment in the comment section. Otherwise, you can hunt me down on social media at Gadget Reason and drop me a comment there as well. That's it for this tech flashback episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you have any questions or comments, you know where to find me. I'll talk to you guys soon.